You are now tuned into the Urban Products with your favorite host, DME and Cozy Rich. <laughs> Yo, you already know what it is. You are listening to the Urban Product. It's your boy DME. It's your boy Cozy Rich. Episode 174, season eight, episode three. Had an amazing time. Uh last week we had Mosa on. Um, we hope you enjoyed that episode. We we definitely enjoyed making that episode for you. That was that was very entertaining. Yeah, and it's great. And I'm loving the new format of the show that we're rocking with so far. Like, I'm gonna love um, just how we continue to build upon after this and everything that we have to announce coming up. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Um, but I do want to start off with this. I remember back maybe last season, <clears throat> last season, right? When I was doing some behind-the-scene work on the podcast, the DMCA, and for the people who don't know what the DMCA is, look it up because I'm not about to tell you. But um, the DMCA had a crazy strike on us, crazy strike. And I remember they took down maybe a good 50 to 70 of our episodes. And I remember that shit hurt me, dog. I remember getting those notifications. One by one, as mm-hmm. they took them down, bro. I was at work, says he. <laughs> I didn't know how to handle that shit. And I remember from that point forward, we stopped doing vibes of the week, and I stopped playing music all together. But I'm just like, dog. Like, first of all, this is a music podcast. I don't think I can go the entire show without playing music. To be honest with you, I can't. So with that being said, like, dog, if niggas decide to come for me, let them come. Because I only got a couple more months of summer left, you feel me? I only got a couple more months. We can't let this shit happen. You got to tell them to come get me if they're going to come get me, bro. Facts. What we need to do, we need to start figuring out, like, what is the... What's the time? What's the amount of time we could play a song for before they actually do take it off? So we gonna we gonna do a little bit of experiment. I've tried so many different experiments. I did like the 15 seconds, the 30 seconds, like talking over it. Shit does not work, and I'm getting sick of it, bro. Cause when this show started, bro, it was all about the music, and then niggas tried to tell me that I couldn't play music, and I'm like, you're pretty much asking me to dismiss my show altogether, and I can't do that. And now I just got to the point where I'm just like, fuck them, bro. Like honestly. I'ma let this shit rock all the way to the end. And if niggas got a problem, they can see me personally, bro. Personally. Personally, bro. I just need to get this started. This shit was ahead of its time. I need to, this gets my energy going for the show. I'm ready to talk today. After my dog talks. Cat, they really thought I was gonna stop playing music. This nigga's stupid. That's rich. What you bothering me for? There's a room full of niggas. What you following me for? We low key love no that though. We low key love when they follow us though. Yes. There's a room full of niggas, but we don't. We don't want y'all to follow them. We want y'all to follow us. You feel me? We won't say it. We won't say it. But we want y'all to follow us. Facts. <clears throat> Mind your business. Saying a fucking sing We gon' talk soon.
honestly, it's really hard to debate that TK is not Drake's best album, to be very honest with you. For people that want to have that debate. It's, it's, it's just the, the nostalgic feel it gives you. But I feel like you like, still put Nothing Was The Same over TK. Put on Tuscan Leather right now. No. <laughs> put on Tuscan Leather right now. No, bro. because this nigga asked five minutes into the record, yo, we still still the intro. I'm like, yes, nigga, hard, this is bro. still the intro. That shit was hard. <laughs> Facts. That shit was hard. Nah, but like, dog. I, it's, 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 I, I don't put one over the other. It's more 1A, 1B type shit. They're both like, they're interchangeable for me. Mm-hmm. It just depends on the day. Most of the time, though, you're going to catch me listening to Nothing Was The Same over Take Care. Which is why I prefer it. Nothing was the same. Didn't have a Marvin's room though. That's fine. I don't even. I don't even think Marvin's room is all that. I think Marvin's room probably ranks up there under like maybe. I think it is listed somewhere as like one of the most like um, personal songs or some shit. Oh, like that. what I mean, if if you hear it, one hundred percent is one of the most personal songs. But for me, I'm just saying, there's a lot of other songs on Take Care that. I'd rather listen to it. Mm-hmm. Now, I remember having, like, listening to Marvin's Room, and that should be triggering me. And I didn't realize it until, you know, as I got older, because that came out, what, 2011? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I didn't I didn't know what Drake was really talking about until, you know, I started to hit my 20s. Think about but, it. 2011, we was just starting high school. Yeah. We didn't what know did shit. we know about Marvin's Room, bro? Are you drunk right now? <laughs> Dog, that... Today. <laughs> like, I, I listened to that shit today, and, like... The amount of fights I had to go through while somebody was under the influence, dog. Mm. I didn't. Yeah, that shit did not hit me until later in life. But I felt him. I felt him. You feel me? It's crazy because, like, thinking back on it, like, his music wasn't for us at the time. Like, when you really, like, listen to the lyrics and the content. But that shit resonated with all of us for some reason. And it was hitting. And now when I listen back to it, I'm just like, damn. This man was preaching. It's so nostalgic. Like, it gives me flashbacks to this moment, this moment. Like, Drake was really ahead of his time with, with Take Care. Like, no, no bullshit. bullshit. I feel like I wanted to be part of the era that was in college when So Far Gone dropped. Like, nah, that tape nah, specifically. Nah, What a time to be alive. I'm happy I was, I was in that. Th- Young Thug, Slime C, bruh. No, no, no. But I'm Barter saying, six. I'm yeah. saying, like, that tape just, like, specifically, because... When you talk about music that aged great over time, like I remember when um, So Far Gone turned 10 years old and he decided to put that on streaming platforms. And then when I heard the tape again with like older ears, I was like, wow. <laughs> I, I hear you, but I, I disagree. can imagine being like in the dorms when this nigga was popping up. You feel me? You see, that's the thing. Like, I hear what you're saying, but I disagree only because So Far Gone isn't the type of like when you say college, like, listening, I wish I was in college. I'm thinking about being at a party, turning up to to this music. I'm talking about I catching a vibe. Yeah, all right. That, that's the type of shit I would do if I was in college with So Far Gone. Now, if I want to turn up, what a time to be alive, Barter Six, fucking Slime Seat, Young Thug, Future, and Drake had college on lock when we was on when, when we were in college. And yeah, I don't know if I would replace that vibe with anything else. A freshman year, all I heard was best friend. Nah, scholarships, fucking um, diamond. No, nah. when I'm telling you that when, when Thug was like taking over. Oh like, yeah, like yeah. Best friend, bro. Big racks, like that shit. Fucking digits, stoner, fucking hookah. Even even Taika got in there somehow. Like, <laughs> like Check, shit. Best friend, yeah. yeah it nah. was really up back in the day. I feel you. I feel you. Um, but I guess we can go on into the show. Uh, let me just start off by saying. Um, Shout Just out. a big celebration, facts. Hold on, I gotta turn my shit over. Big celebration. Um, Don Deezy's home, facts. Let's go ahead, give him a round of applause for coming home. You feel me? Dude's been gone for a little bit. He had to sit down for a little bit, um, but he posted new music on his socials, and it's up right now. So, if you haven't. Um, tapped in yeah if you haven't tapped in please go ahead and tap in like dude it was good to see him it was good to hear from him and it's even um better to know that yo we're going right back to the music back on it right back to the music i'm I'm, yeah i'm happy i didn't even know he was um he was he was back until i saw that video so that's just a a great way to announce your return first and foremost what a first day out you know what i mean that's That's a a great great first day out. that's a great way to announce your return but i'm just 
I'm just happy to see see the growth that he has had over the last three years, and especially within his music and just what he's been working on while he was, you know, doing his little sit down. So, he was our first first interview for those that for those of you that don't know and are, are fairly new to the urban product, and we expect nothing but greatness from Don. So we we might have him back on eventually, but I'm I'm happy to see him out too. It's crazy to think that he was our first guest ever. Like, you feel me? Uh, can't, I can't remember if that was, like, episode four or episode six or some shit. But, like, the very first um, interview that we've done. And just to see everything that has changed since then. You feel me? Like, uh, it's crazy yeah. how much time I was gonna has, say. like, passed. So, that's why seeing this just gave me great joy. It's crazy, too, because Don, in my opinion, was one of the first people out here to really di- dive in. Full, full on into the music game. And ever since he was gone, he's just seeing all these other people pop up around him and whatnot. So I'm hoping to see some collabs. I'm hoping to see some some greatness. So I can't wait for the first DZ and Nipsey drop to happen. I can't me? wait for that first drop to happen. You feel me? And I think the I city of Cambridge can't wait for that shit to happen too. But it, yeah, everybody did what they had to do within that time. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah. That's But yeah, definitely welcome home, DZ. Um and yeah, look forward to hear what you got coming up. Uh, to transition, because you know other people we found out won't be coming home, so we have to just mention real quick the whole Brittany Griner situation. So for the people that may not be aware of the whole situation, I believe like how long has it been since she got arrested? She got arrested at the beginning of the summer, like May. So this this summer? Yeah. Really? I thought it was longer than that. Nah, it's been like, it's April or May, one of the two months that she got locked up. Oh, okay, I feel like she's been sitting down for a while. No, nah, only reason I know is because the WNBA season starts in um in July, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, it ended. It ended actually a little while ago. But the reason why she was going to Russia was to play in another league yeah. because the WNBA was out. So Off I know season. the WNBA, okay. yeah, exactly. So. Got you. So she was out there in Russia, and then she got caught up with um, THC, which is a big no over there. Um, it wasn't weed, by the way. It was legitimate, like it was legitimately a, a cartridge. Yeah, yeah, cartridge. yeah. But you know, a they gram, still classify, a gram. Yeah, still yeah. classify that shit. It is what it is. And honestly, I think during the time of this whole trial and situation, I have been researching just laws in other countries, and yo, apparently in other countries. They are not fucking with weed. Like, it's the devil's lettuce, bro. It's the devil's lettuce. No, but like, I thought the whole treatment in Russia was wild. But then I started looking up in other countries. Like, nah. <laughs> like, nah. Like, my homegirl was telling me in DR, they don't even play with that shit. They catch you holding a joint. You get, you might be facing five. I'm like, I was like, a joint? <laughs> I was like, not even an, a, a, not even a fucking tray or a quarter or an ounce, a joint. If they some, if somebody just see me flashing that around, I may be potentially looking at five. Oh, but yeah, to go back to this situation, um, a lot of people has been, a lot of people have been um, pointing this to racism and that this is um, targeted. But like I said, after doing my research and seeing what these laws are really looking like in other countries, I don't know if I can really say that. I do think that um, if I was just to say my opinion, I definitely think that Russia knows what they're doing and they're going to try to squeeze any ounce of like uh, leverage out of it. And if America doesn't want to play ball, then... Technically, according to their laws, they have full right to do um, give out their punishments as they need. But it's a really fucked up situation. I didn't even say the punishment. So they gave Brittany Griner nine years. She's set, she's being sentenced to nine years. Um, that's where we're at right now. Um, Rich, I'll go ahead, pass this off to you. Let you give your breakdown and your opinion on it. <clears throat> so Brittany Griner, she... Uh... So she got nine years, right? In my opinion, she ain't gonna do. She's not gonna do nearly any any time. Probably like, like a month or so while they work a deal out. But I don't. I don't see her doing any time. I think this whole situation is political. Mm-hmm. To be very honest with you, you got to take into account that Russia is in a war with Ukraine. Uh, the United States has placed so many sanctions on Russia. 
in their ports and then just their economy to just fuck shit up. So I, I purely I really do believe that them taking Brittany Griner was was purely political. And it wasn't it wasn't for them, you know, upholding their laws, one gram of THC and whatnot. Like Brittany Griner's been over there plenty of times. I'm pretty sure that's not the first time she's brought brought a weed pen with her or anything like that. The thing for me that that makes this just annoying is the people, just the the outsiders, you know, people on people just viewing the situation from the outside, comparing, comparing, like if different people were there, how things would go, if Trump was president, how things would go, things like that. I'm just like, yo, you, you, we, we don't know. I feel bad for Brittany Griner because she's stuck in a foreign country, Russia at that, where you don't know anyone, you don't speak the language. You're legitimately being treated like a criminal for the most minute thing that if you were back home for it, nothing would happen. So I can only imagine how that's affecting her mentally, physically as well, spiritually. Like, I know she's down bad. But like I said, it's political. Russia has requested that in order for us to get Brittany Griner back, that we give them an international arms dealer. Which I thought was crazy. Now, (laughs) when you think about that, just think about that. They're using this to their advantage in order. When you, all right, word. I'm gonna give you a nigga that's selling bombs, hella guns, and all this other shit to terrorist organizations for a woman that had a weed. Pe- Is that a fair trade? No. But because we're the United States and like we got an image to uphold and we care about all our citizens, we gotta we gotta do something. You feel me? Like I said, they're gonna squeeze every ounce of leverage. They exactly. Can. So that, that's why that's why this Britney Griner shit to me is like this isn't a real situation. It's all political and it's just theatrics at the end of the day. I say she ain't gonna do a she's not gonna do a um, nine years. She's not even gonna do a year. I think at most she'll do a month while they're working out a deal. And I truly believe that Biden in United States is working with Russia and Putin. Behind closed doors to get Brittany Griner and that other United States American who's been there since 2019 back home. Now, will it happen? Yes. When will it happen? I do not know, but best believe we're not going to find out until we see news reports of Brittany Griner getting ready to go on a plane. I, I truly believe that. Because when they did, when they did re- announce that, um, that bombshell, like, yo, they wanted to do that international deal straighter. Did you see the news? Did you see how people was going going ape shit like yo we can't do this yeah and then you didn't hear about it after right they working on shit behind you think they're doing that shit they're working on shit behind closed doors bro definitely definitely because there's no reason for that first of all that was before she got sentenced now that she's gotten sentenced it's all it's all handled like she got her punishment they made her look bad she's good now it's just getting her out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just getting around. And I, and I don't know how long it's, how long it's going to take, but... Dog, look what I Googled to... And stop comparing her to LeBron. Real shit. Facts. Can't just shut up and dribble with this, you <laughs> feel me? But, um, dog, look what I Googled. This is who they're trying to trade for Brittany Griner. Bro. Look what I Googled. <clears throat> Victor Boot... No, no, no. Look at the search bar. The Merchant of Death. <laughs> That is who they're trying to trade for Brittany Griner. He reportedly used his multiple air transport companies to smuggle weapons since the collapse of the Soviet Union from Eastern Europe to Africa and the Middle East. How many rings Griner got? None. I ain't trying to be fucked up, but like, that's a crazy trade in my opinion. Um, obviously, it doesn't compare. They don't compare, which is why I'm like, this situation is bullshit. Yeah, obviously. I just hope they handle this shit behind closed doors, um, do whatever they have to do. But when I said that they really treat this shit seriously, apparently a situation that's pretty similar to this, the person that got caught up in that was facing like 14 years. So, Wait, what do you mean? Um, apparently, like another situation where um, it wasn't like a celebrity; it was just a yeah. person in Russia that got caught up with weed and shit like that. I, I'm not sure um, how much they got caught with, but apparently, they're facing 14 years. Hmm. So, like, it's consistency goes to show that yeah, they really treat this shit seriously. You feel me? So, before I did, I want I thought that this was targeted, even though it was a random ass target, a random ass target, but. As time goes on and I start to learn more, it's not really looking like that's the case. But 
it's you just, know, prayers yeah. to everybody, and I hope things get handled. It's just who who they who they happen to to catch up at the wrong time. Essentially, is what it is. Because if Brandy Griner wasn't a WNBA player, and she was just a normal person like this dude that you said um, is about to get fourteen years, probably wouldn't have been hearing about it as much. Oh right? yeah, of course, exactly. So it's, it's really it's really all about it's it's really all about semantics and optics. Essentially, mm-hmm. if it was someone else, we wouldn't be talking about this. But right. let's get Brittany and that other guy home. The fact that I'm saying that other guy, I feel bad. I really do. Mm. Trump yeah. got Kodak out, so I guess Joe, it's a, hey, you're up. <laughs> Can't figure it out, Joe. <laughs> Saw this nigga fall off of his bike on Twitter. Oh, I was hoping that nigga was, fell was, so slow. I was hoping he he. I was hoping like that was the end for him. <laughs> him falling off the bike, bro. He's like ninety years old. Hey, yo, <laughs> that's crazy. My man, my man, my man, move his head too fast. He might oh die. Oh my what are you god! Leader of the free world, crazy. Yeah. All right, transition. What better way to transition though? Back into the music. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it. The gang is back. Hey. You can't wait too hard to read Everything I sacrificed was all for the team Everything I do for you is not just for me You know me and it just more than a team No shit get dangerous when my heart involved Cause I just heart it out And I know it ain't mine but I still wonder who you fucking when I'm not around Especially when I'm out of town You ever think about that shit? Sometimes Um Here and there, here and there, Not, not really I, let, I just let it rock. That's why I really don't think I could do long distance. Like, especially when we both know, like, um, yeah. what we got rocking. We're trying to keep that shit down. But, like, is it long a serious distance, relationship? Yeah. I mean, I can't do a long distance if it's not serious. I mean, I could do a long distance ting. Like, if I'm, and if I ever fly out to this, this, this place, oh, that's, not, a, that's not a long distance, though. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Y'all are pen pals at that hey, point. Yeah, <laughs> I, like that. Right, right. I can do pen but pals. But nah, but honestly, shit like that is why, like, I don't think I can. And I've done long distance, but. In those situations, I ended up being the one that wasn't trustworthy, which is crazy. But it's like, I don't know. Because the thing is that, I don't know what you're doing when I'm not in town, but I'm hold, I'm holding it down over here. I expect you to do the same thing over there. My thing is with long distance is like, how often do I get to see you? Because that for me is a big thing. And who has to constantly make the effort to see you? Yeah, and uh, we talking like you're, she, you're a state away. Are you a state away? <laughs> Are you across the country away? Like, that, there's a lot of different long distances. The different time zones. You know what I mean? Like, shit like that. So, for, for a nigga like me, I be horny. Ain't no way I could do long distance because, I'm sorry, bae, I need my I need my girl readily available to come over to stay with me to get her back broken at a moment's notice. If you're long distance, that's not possible. So, just from that, I know I couldn't be able to do it. Would you I, do long distance but open? Yeah. And is that possible? Kat, do you think that's a like a possible realistic situation? Long distance but open? It, nah, it really, probably not. So when it comes to that, it really I just depends. It just depends on your it depends on how what you think of relationships and what you think a relationship should be. Me, I'm pretty I'm pretty open to be very honest. I, I could give less than a fuck. Like I'm I'm I don't own a person, you feel me? So I think I personally probably could be in a polyamorous relationship, but would I want to do that off rip? No, that's that's not. I, like I'm I'm still possessive to the point where like, that's me, that's me. But if we're going in with that mindset, then I could probably do it. There's so much trust that you need to have for that shit to to work. But when bro. you think about, if you're in an open relationship, you just communicate everything as is. There's no reason to lie about things. You feel me? Yeah, but like, bro, that sounds great. That sounds amazing until you're actually living in, in the shit. And you're like, yo, yeah, well, that's- as long as I communicate everything, we'll be straight. And I'm like, yeah, you communicate, but now you got to deal with their feelings. You can communicate all you want, well, but at some point, you're going to have to deal with their feelings. Well, you that's a me? compatibility thing as well. You shouldn't. That's why I said I think I could do it because I'm not, I'm not, I don't possess people. I don't own you. You know what I mean? So I would never go in with that mentality. I wouldn't get jealous of things like that because I know I'd be able to do the same things. But. There's a lot that goes into it. That's a whole different episode. Would you want to know? 
Um, yeah, because if I'm mm. fucking with you, I'm, if I'm, you gotta think about it. if you're in an open relationship, I need to know what the fuck you're doing because make sure you're tested. So it's not just like don't just don't bring that shit home. You'd want to know. Um, yeah, I want. I I, I wouldn't want to see it. I'd want to know. Like, all okay. right, what the fuck is going on today? What is going on to, tomorrow? Why? So I can figure out what the fuck I'm doing. Maybe I'm just chilling at the crib. Oh, I'm not seeing you tonight? Word. I'm going to go hang out with the boys and do this and shit. Like, it's really all about just scheduling and whatnot. Yeah. All that sounds nice on paper, but I don't it think does. it's realistic. It I does. Really I've never done it, but I, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I wouldn't be able to. I'm, I'm the type of dude, I'll try anything once. Yeah. I'll try anything once, though. Yeah, facts. Nah, I could not do that shit, dog. Just, it's annoying having to deal with people's emotions all the fucking time. And it's like, it's compromise. It's like, of course, that if you're in a relationship, it's all about compromising and understanding, communicating each other's feelings, accepting it. That's what all that shit's about. But it's like, it's like when y'all both agree to move a certain way, and it's like, all right. We're both moving in this line, doing great. Then you're like veering off. Well, that's and you just want me made. to veer off with you. But I'm like, nah, dog, I'm going straight. <laughs> like we planned on, you feel me? And that's when you leave. That's when you leave. Because if you're not compatible with someone and you want something and they don't want to deal with that, that's not going to work out. Just leave. Leave the situation. And here we are. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but let's go ahead and segue into the show. So um, I wrote this question down because I was fuck- I was thinking about this the other day. And honestly, like you probably already know where I'm going with this. But I wanted to ask, like, dog, do you care if people know the truth about you? And let me preface it um, with this. So, like, how I move about, I'm very low-key. With most of the shit that I do, if you're a part of my life, you know what I'm doing. If you're like an associate or outside of the circle, you probably don't know much, but you see me having an amazing time. And I'm all right rolling like that. But with that comes assumptions and um, comes assumptions and a lot of false claims. And sometimes I'm like, all right, as long as um, nothing like disrespectful or some shit, if, as, long, as long as nothing like that's out there. I really don't care what's being said about me, even if it's like a a lie or true. I'm just like, yo, none of y'all really know the truth. So all of y'all are just really going around assuming as long as, like I said, it's not disrespectful or anything that attacks my character. I really don't care. But I wanted to ask, like, how do you feel about people knowing the truth about you? Is it something you really care about? And if it's something that's like not true, would you work on probably getting the truth out there? Depends on so to to answer your question, no, I don't give a fuck what anyone says about me. But certain things, the I'm truth. not. Yeah, exactly. Like certain things, I I'm gonna have to speak up on. For example, if someone's lying lying on my dick saying I had an STD or something. Okay. Oh nah, <laughs> we clearing that shit up. <laughs> we clearing that shit up. We posting the results. You ain't not. <laughs> you know I mean, shit like that. Shit like that. I have to. I have to respond. Okay, I get that. But like. 95% of the time, 97% of the time, I'm not important enough to the point where I have to respond to people in their opinions of me because I'm not a, I, sure, I might be a public figure, but I'm not on a national level to the point where, I'm not, a, I'm not to the point where I'm like, yo, if someone says something bad about me, it's going to get picked up and just start, people are going to start running with it. You know what I mean? I don't care. You talk about me bad to one person, most people... 10 people going to know Max. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Like, it doesn't affect my life in any type of way negatively. I don't hear about it. And even when I do hear about it, it's usually from people that I don't know. And even then, if you don't know me and you're making opinions about me or talking about me, I feel flattered. <laughs> I, I That's genuinely how I see it. So for me, I, I, I could care less about if people talk tell the truth when they're talking about me or how they talk about me because I know who I am as an individual and I know once people actually talk to me themselves and have that interaction, whatever the fuck they had in their mind is going to go all the way out the door. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I don't care. I'm secure of myself. I remember having a conversation with this shorty and she, um, she was giving me her perspective on me. And then when I heard everything, I was like, damn, like that's what you really think of me? But then I thought about it, and I was like, "Well, I don't really give you much to go much off. to 
believe why that wouldn't be true. Or I don't really give you much to dispel any of that. I mm-hmm. just kind of move about my business. So I was like, all right, so based off knowing nothing about me, this is what you picked up. And I'm like, mm, should I care about that? <laughs> like, like, does that make me inconsiderate if I like don't care about shit like that? And I'm just like, damn, nah. But then obviously when she got to know me, she was like, oh, like blah, blah, this whole time. And I'm like, and that's when I had that conversation with you early. I'm like, I can know you for dumb long and not say a word to you. But then once we talk, I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, you cool people. You feel me? Um, but, but that's why I but asked. My, my, yeah, but I hear it. But like, think about it this way. She thought what she thought of you right before y'all had that interaction. How did it affect your life beforehand? Oh, no. Bro. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's my point. That's my point. Like, yo, you can think what you want. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at the end of the day because we all got our own lives. You thinking about me, saying shit about me for that 15 seconds of your day isn't going to do anything for me or you or whoever you're talking to. Facts. But when I say that, I think about it like in terms of this podcast. Like, you feel me? Like, a lot of people, if you don't talk to me on a regular, you get what you get from me if you watch the show that's choosing to be ignorant because we tell our guests all the time comment respond our dms are open if you want something to say if y'all want to have a conversation nah, with us now nah, they say that yeah <laughs> if y'all want to if y'all want to have a conversation an actual conversation my dms is open i will conversate with anyone i don't give a fuck okay he will yeah i'll conversate <laughs> I'll, I'll conversate with anyone you want to have a simple conversation yeah that's fine but if you want to just be disrespectful i ain't going to entertain that but like me, yeah. No, if you want to talk, talk shit about me. Come on, do it. I'm here. I'm 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 open. I'm open. <laughs> I'm a yeah. I'm a target. Nah, I hear you. I'm not a target. I, I bust back. So <laughs> let me just go ahead and say that. All right, moving on from there. My next question was: Have you ever felt stupid for sleeping on somebody? Do I need to preface this, or do you automatically understand the question? I mean, you could preface it for the people that don't understand the question. Okay. I 1,000% understand, because I'm thinking back right now. Dog. Like, shit. Dog. Dog. It's been, like, dog. Shit. It's been, like, so many situations that, like, I just dubbed off rip. Off rip. Because I'm like, not worth my time. Not this doing shit. this. I'm all set. Like, this shit, time. I don't think this shit will do anything for me. And then with some time later, and you revisit that same situation, and you're like, wow. Yo, my bad. I wasn't respecting you how I should have been respecting you. That, that's on me. I'm sorry. I did not know you were like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's my way of prefacing the situation. Rich, go ahead and respond. 1,000%. It's happened to me <laughs> on at least five different occasions. Um I will say as I've gotten older, I've I've started to realize the error in my ways and when I when I do um realize like I'll catch myself actively like, yo, you're sleeping on this person. Like they have a lot to offer and you're just being ignorant right now. Or you're just being hard headed and stuck in your ways. Like give them an opportunity. So thinking back to like times when I when I was sleeping on someone it always in college. It was definitely back in college when I was Facts. Like I had I had a <laughs> I had some things that I could see, like, if I actually gave the chance, my life could be so different right now. I'm going to say something completely out of pocket. Uh, Completely out of pocket. Like, my dog, Rich, introduced me to somebody freshman year. And I was like, dog, why do you hang out with this shorty? Like, just be honest. He was like, yo, she cool. And I'm like, yeah, but I know you. (laughs) Today? (laughs) Same shorty. Yo, I'm like, yo, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yo. I did not know. Th- I didn't know that was loading. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Bro, you learn. You, you learn. learn. You learn. You learn. You live and learn. Know, yeah, dog. you live and learn. Either way, it is what it is. Like, you just learn from those mistakes. You know what I mean? You just learn to err in your ways. You just learn how to actually take people seriously. And I've, I've, I'm actually a lot better at that now. So I've definitely learned the error of my ways from sleeping on women and sleeping on people as a whole. But um, this also goes for goes for like guys in general. And I'm not talking about like attractive wise. I'm talking about like people that could have added value to your life. Think, things they could have helped you with, like being a mentor, for example, or just not taking advice that you should have taken at that time. Hmm, there's a lot of people. Yeah, there's a lot of people like in my life that I have slept on because I was either too hard headed, stuck in my ways 
or just ignorant because of my youth and thinking I knew it all ahead of time instead of just taking the advice from people that actually do know what the fuck they're talking about, been through the things I'm going through. And I, I wish like there, there, there were some times that I didn't be ignorant. I wasn't sleeping on those people and their advice and things like that. But yeah, it definitely can. It's not just relationship wise or females or women, as, as, as I should say. It's definitely like everything. But. And I feel that. I feel that 100%, especially when it comes to friendships, yo. Like, like I have just crossed paths with so many people in my lifetime. Some states, most didn't. But I remember this one homegirl that I had met her in high school and we've been cool ever since to this day but like as time goes on and like life is busy i don't really contact people as much as i should but she never failed to keep in touch yo never failed and i always appreciated that about her and i realized like yo i definitely gotta stop like sleeping on this friend that i have and like and just value the real friend that I got in my life. You feel me? She's engaged. She's about to get married. Homie's a really good guy. Hey, Dude's really cool and excited going to the wedding. But I'm just like, nah, this friendship is something I should like cherish more because we always say we should appreciate the ones that check on us. But like she really do, no matter how long we go without talking, always checks up. And I appreciate her. So yeah, those are definitely ones you got to stop sleeping on. So I, I feel you 100%. Yeah. Yeah, facts. Facts. All right, damn, that was quicker than I thought. But, yeah, no, nah, I'd be sleeping on people OD. I'm like, wow, crazy. I will say, though, that there there are a lot of people I slept on, I have slept on, and I did it for good like good reason. Like, Oh, yeah. Like, I, I oh, find yeah. Myself, I find myself self-reflecting. I'm like, I'm good I didn't give this like, person a chance. Damn, look what I'm, you ended up doing. Yeah, like, like, like I'm good. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad like, I slept damn. on you because you, you could have fucked my life up for something, or something like, like that. Like, things like that. That kid was almost me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Facts. Damn, shout out to all the mothers though. Y'all are beautiful out there. Um, all right, let's see. Going on into the next one. Oh, this is another one that I had. Alright. So the question was how often do you find yourself pulling the race card? I do it strictly off comedy. Just to make people feel uncomfortable. It is the funniest shit in the world. I do it at work. It's the, f it's probably the best place to do it is at work. Like I remember I was talking to my coworker and she was seeing me handle. She was seeing me like handle. Uh, she was seeing me handle a customer, and she was like, "Wow, like you're so gentle with people. Like you, you, you have such a great way with talking with people." And I just said it straight out, just straight up, bro. I was like, "Yeah, well." When you're black, you kind of have to, or else you may come off as intimidating. And she just froze. <laughs> Little white girl Little had white, no idea. What do I, I say to that? Oh, I'm sorry. But it's the truth, dog. Like, I got to smile. I got to do all this extra shit. Because if I don't, you may say I'm giving attitude, being aggressive, or intimidating. So, yeah, by default... I got to talk to you gentle, you feel me? So you don't think it's something else. But yeah, I do shit like that all the time, just out of comedy, bro. Some people hate that shit, but I'm just like, hey. Nah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. I, I like, um, so I work from home right now, so I don't really get a chance to, to pull it that much at work. Yeah. Anytime I'm at like a work event or I am in the office, best believe I'm pulling a race card because I am one of two black people in the entire state for our, like, for our, for our company. I love and hate that for you at the same time. I loved it when I was the only one. <laughs> I'll explain why. I loved when I was the only one. You don't because want to share that attention? Not the attention. It was just the fact that I knew they couldn't get rid of me. <laughs> they knew he was the I token. Knew, I knew they couldn't get rid of me. So, like... I can push the boundaries a little bit. I can get away with shit because I you can't fire the only black guy working in the the Boston office. Facts. Our North Shore office. I'm the reason you got you, a diversity department. Y'all promoting diversity and you gonna you gonna have the other the only black person fired? But now they're like, nah, we got another black guy. Exactly. Now. So it kind of fucking around. It's annoying. It's annoying. It's not I can see them getting a little more comfortable. And it's I don't like it. I don't like it. 
Because the other one, he, he be cracking jokes and shit with them and be mad. Cold. I'm just Fucking doing too game. much. Doing too much. <laughs> if you're watching this, my boy, you know I love you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, pulling the race card. So, for example, we um we went to Banners in um Boston, my my, my job and I. Mm-hmm. And, like I said, all, all white people. I was the only white, uh, black guy to, to show up, right? So, we're just sitting, having drinks and whatnot. And uh, I forget what it was that we were talking about. But I was like, yo, oh, Jason Tatum. This We were watching the NBA playoffs while we were getting drinks and whatnot. And Jason Tatum was acting like a light skin. You know when I say that, like soft, like playing finesse, not being a aggr- You know what I mean when I say that shit, right? Yeah. When I said that around the white people, they were like, you can't be saying that. <laughs> you can't say it's that. Like you That's- can't say that. <laughs> I was like, I looked at them. I was like, why can't I say that? I'm black. You can't say that. And they all... <laughs> Yo, when I tell you, when I tell you, she looked at me, jaw dropped. She didn't know what to say, and then all the all the all my coworkers my age were like, "Yeah, he's kind of right. You know, he's right. right? <laughs> like, you know, he's right. Like that's just the way it is now. That's just the way it is now." <laughs> so the rest, of- <laughs> I love whites knowing this. <laughs> I loved it. So the entire. So that's just so that's just one little running joke I have at my job where I'm just well I'll just pull that shit like yo she's acting light skin I'm a dark skin or some shit and it, it just make them feel so uncomfortable and whatnot mm-hmm. and I do a bunch of other shit too but yeah I love I love pulling the race car I pull the race car with my boys other black people I pull the race car oh with. yeah oh yeah all the time. I do that with my all manager all the time. I, I do a- that with my manager all what the you mean? time why well, yo you know like but. For for the for the non black people watching this, you'll know when we're being serious. Oh yeah. So like, don't don't take it hard. Don't take it personally. It's it's all funny games. It's funny with me because you never know when I'm being serious and when I'm not. Because like I'll say everything. I'll say <laughs> everything with a straight face. Everything with a straight. And I'll be rolling on the inside. Bro. I can just imagine what you said to Shorty. Like I have to be this way or else I'm gonna. I said it straight, bro. I was yo. I was making drinks and I just said that casually as I was making a drink, bro. I, no, I can imagine the face you gave her. I'm just like damn. And then no, it was funny because there, there was a black Shorty next to me when I said it. So like she just started dying, bro. And then there was like this other time at work, like this chick came up to me. And I was making a drink, and um, I was forgetting the ingredient for, like, a drink. And then I asked another bartender what I was missing. And then she said I was missing this peach liqueur. And I was like, I bet. So I went and I continued to make the drink. And then when I looked back to her, because the drink was for her, she was like, cranberry, nigga. And I was like... And I was like, mm, I couldn't tell what she was. <laughs> that be the worst. Bro. I couldn't tell. That be the what worst. She like, was. yo, I just looked at her like, is she? Cause she light skinned, but she could pass for, she could pass for like, um, she could be Native American. Mm. She could pass for Cape Verdean. I, I don't know. She could have passed for some, some country in Africa. I don't know. But I asked her. <laughs> I was like, first, I was missing peach. <laughs> Second of all. Are you black? I just set it up straight like that. And she hesitated. And I was like, oh, oh that's all black. I need to know. I'm like, I'm like, yo, it's up for you. Like, that's all I need to know. She was like, uh, well, um. Well. <laughs> well. <laughs> she was like, well, uh. I got like some Cape Verde in oh, the Oh, I hate those people, bro. I'm like, like 12%. I got like a little bit of black. I got like maybe like 50% of black in me. And I was like, well, 50% of you need to watch that word around me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I didn't know, I, cause, bro, mm-hmm. I've been around white shorties when they were just comfortable just saying it, and I was like the only Whoa. black person around. But it was like that thing, me being the only black person in the circle. It's, it's like, okay, if I turn this up, it's it's up. just me turning this up, and everyone's gonna be like, oh, damn it! What's like being the sometimes when you're in those type of situations, you got to know when to turn it up, when it's gonna be worth it, and when it's just gonna be an annoying. Uh, wasting my time at that moment I'm like nah it's gonna be a waste of my time if I just do this shit so I'm like fuck it but hey if it's up it's really gonna get up so <laughs> if I find myself in an environment like that I'm gonna just look at the person that said it greasy you gonna know I felt some type she was quoting somebody but I still didn't like it I'm like, I still don't like that she was saying what somebody said to her and I'm like I still don't like that when I, so, so another example of me pulling the race card at work is uh, when I first started this is before COVID and whatnot. we were all in the office every day a week and like every every day like we would order lunch and someone had to go pick it up 
So me being the only black person, <laughs> they tried to make me do that shit. <laughs> Realistically, it wasn't because I was a black person. Yeah, it was because but I was I the new person. Spin that. <laughs> it was because I was a new person. Yeah. So I remember the I, I did it for a week and I, I got tired of this shit. I was like, I I'm. I ain't no fucking slave. I ain't doing this shit anymore. You said that? Oh no, no, I ain't say oh, this. Okay. So when when we so one morning, one or yeah, one morning when we were ordering lunch, yeah, they were like, uh, Darnell, you picking up lunch today? I was like, ah, black guy gotta get lunch again. And they all just looked at me. They all just turned their back and looked at me. Cause what do you say to that? Like, like you know someone awkwardly is gonna be uh, I mean, I'll go get it. <laughs> After that, I see two managers go into a room. <laughs> I thought I was getting fired. No, they had to figure out the next step before you sue. <laughs> I thought I was getting fired, bro. I was uh... like, <laughs> niggas in there, like, yo, this is a massive HR problem. We have to deal with this now. It's funny because uh, it's funny because the dude next to me, my boy Jamie, he 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 knew I was joking because he was my mentor and he he cool people. I fuck with him. I fuck with him. Like he knew I, I joke around with him all the time, so he knew I was joking. But when we saw the managers go in there, we were just like, oh, let's let's see what happens. They come out. They're like, "All right, darn you don't gotta, you don't gotta pick up lunch anymore. We're gonna have someone else do it." So after that, I never picked up lunch again. But yeah, that was just uh, me, yeah, just me pulling the race card for uh, convenience, I guess. Yeah, I remember one time at work. I, I hate that I have so many of these moments. <laughs> but I remember one time when I was at work, I was sick, and I said, "Um, how I uh, treat my illnesses sometimes is just drinking ginger ale and calling it a day." And this boy, <laughs> this this kid at work, Are you being serious. I was just fucking around, oh, but like, I... like, <laughs> you feel me? The stereotype is like ginger ale and Robitussin. He no, was I mean, all, like, you know when you me? when you hit him up, like, were you was that your like real excuse? No, 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 no. This wasn't. This was casual conversation. Oh, okay, this was okay, at okay. work. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I like, I, no, I told him like, like, yo, I'm under the weather. Um, I was literally at work, and I'm like, but I just drank some ginger ale, so I should be all right. I just said it like that. You feel me? <laughs> and then he started dying, and then like. He was like, um, he was like, um, fucking hilarious. Cause yo, all my black friends say the same thing. And I don't think he realized what he was saying when he said, I don't think what he realized, I don't think he realized what he was saying, but he was just like, he started dying because of that one thing. And then like maybe two hours later, he came back to me and he was like, yo, bro, my bad. <laughs> I didn't even say anything. I was like, I was like, you're bad about what? He was like, nah, that was racist as hell. I'm so sorry about that. I was like, it's okay. I knew what you meant. He's like, nah. It's just like, I love when people have those self-reflective shit. Bro, that happens to me. Uh, have that ever happened to you? And you'd be like, what are you talking about? Yeah, no, because it's like, like something what? that's like nothing to you. But then they tell you some shit. How they processed it, and I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, I, I guess. I, I'll, take, I'll, I'll accept the apology. Yeah, facts. <laughs> shit's always funny. Shit's Those always be the funny. funniest to me. Like when it, they'll be like, come up to you apologizing about some shit they said, and you didn't even catch it or think it was racist in any type of way. And well, you probably like, weren't even listening to them. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, oh wow, thank you for telling me. Yeah, <laughs> thank you for telling me. No, nah, facts. Facts. Look at you, type crazy now. So new music. Um, honestly, I listened to the Beyonce album. I did too. I listened. I gave it a few listens. I gave it two listens, and I like maybe I, I like a couple joints off of it. I like a couple joints. I think I have to honestly listen to it more because I think Beyonce, like the self-titled album, I think this was that was better than this. Um, certain joints off Lemonade, I thought were better than this. But I understand this new road that she's taking. Um, I fuck with Cuff It into Energy. Love that transition. Shout out to Beam for getting a feature on that. Shout out to him. He was also on um, Abby Jasmine's project way back. So I've been following him since that. So it's lit that he was able to work with Beyonce. Um, and Alien Superstar. That's another joint that I like. I, I think those are my th three right now off that album. I can't really say much. But I have talked to a couple Beyonce fans. And it's looking really 50-50 right now from That's, the fans. Yeah. It's looking 50-50. I thought I was going to see everybody in a frenzy, but no bullshit. Since the tape dropped, reactions just seemed kind of regular. 
Yeah, I don't see uh, the normal Beyonce like stands going and, crazy. Yeah, like just frenzy that I'm used to with the new like when Lemonade dropped, bro. Everybody was telling me I ain't shit. For yo, for a straight <laughs> month, for a straight month, all I was seeing was women just talk about how men ain't shit. Quotables all fucking day long from that album. And just tell men ain't, how, how men ain't shit. Facts. But, um, that album tried to excuse y'all from being crazy. This, I remember. I know this <laughs> album isn't hitting y'all as well as it should have or as Beyonce planned because y'all aren't talking about it as much. And that's really rare for a Beyonce album. Cat, I need you to get on the God mic. What did you think of this Beyonce album? Well, you have a regular mic. You ain't got to hop on the God mic. You got a regular mic. And do you even listen to Beyonce? I just wanted to say I listened to it. I thought it was an okay album. Like I said, I'm not a Beyonce stan. I said this last week as well. I love Beyonce. I'm not a stan, but I have heard better. I have heard better projects. I have heard better singles than everything on this on this album. I don't have any faves personally, mm. but um, it's okay. It's okay. It's not terrible. It's not bad. It's okay. It's just I know that she can do better. So I I don't know what it was with this album. What she was what she was trying to accomplish, to be honest, but. I think she needs to go back to what she was doing before. I think I only heard one because it was on the radio and it was about break, leaving your job. Oh, I'm um, break, break my soul, break yeah, my soul. I didn't even know that was her. It doesn't even sound like Beyonce. Oh, um, really? I didn't think so. I thought it was just like some random new artist. Do you so, are do you listen to Beyonce though? Like, are you a fan? Yeah, I listen to Beyonce, but. I don't really listen to anyone religiously like that. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I fuck with Break My Soul now. Like, I listen to that um, with the regular album. I feel like that's a church song. Break My Soul? I mean, I I, I, I could see how you... I get the vibe. Like, that vibe. I feel like I'm in a church and shit's just at the end of a sermon. Like, ah, hallelujah type shit. Black church. Break My Soul. (laughs) (laughs) I get that. And I'm definitely looping that. (laughs) (laughs) I feel that. I feel that. I I don't know. I like the album cut of Break My Soul. Um, They definitely made changes on that version. And I, I think it flowed with the album much more better uh so yeah i gotta add break my soul into this so i probably got those four um that i'll play through um but i'm pretty sure i'm gonna hear this everywhere it's beyonce yeah of course did you listen to young boy's album surprisingly i did okay um i understand why i don't listen to young boy albums all right he's a he's a good artist but like for a whole album i can't listen to him like it's 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 repetitive. Like for me, he sounds the same on a lot of on a lot of tracks. Mm-hmm. Like he for, he for me, he switches between two flows. He's either singing or he's rapping about murdering and, and killing and drugs and all this shit. Right but this shit. exactly, exactly. So I don't know how to feel with with this young boy album because I don't usually listen to his entire albums. AI Young Boy was probably the the first album I actually did listen to. I think that's probably his best album in my opinion. But with this, 30 songs, bro. I listened to it at the gym. 30 songs. For me, I mean, the best song on there was... I like Vet Motors. Mm-hmm. But that was like his 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 leading single for this shit, too. So, I, I, I don't know how to feel about this Youngboy album. Like, I know he just got out of... He just got released. He's fresh out. This is his first thing he's dropping. So, of course, he's going to do numbers. He's He got a rabid fan base. So, of course, he's going to do numbers. But for a nigga like me, I just don't I just don't know how to feel about this album. I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. I didn't even get to listen to it yet, to be honest with you. Um, I don't religiously listen to Young Boy. I know of his fan base, though. So And I know a couple of tracks. So, I know the kid got talent. But this man also just drops music so consistently. Mm-hmm. I just never have time to catch, catch up, up to all that music. I'll catch the bops if they're fire, but psh, I know Bree's going crazy with this album right now. But nah, I'll get I'll get to him when I get to it. <laughs> and I respect Young Boy because he's like he's out here and he's made such a name for himself without his label pushing him, without other artists featuring him. Without him being at these music festivals, music events, all this shit. Like, he's, when you really think about it, it's like a shadow band in the the industry. And he's keeping himself relevant by himself in his fan base. I I, I can't hate on that nigga, bro. I can't hate on that nigga. Like, the entire industry sided with Dirk. 
and young boys just doing him and he's still making bands and he's still out here succeeding so i can't hate, like no matter what he does you gotta respect what the fuck he's doing mm-hmm. you gotta respect what the fuck he's doing no nah, i feel you i feel you 100 percent um <clears throat> Yeah, I'll let you know how I feel about that when I listen to it a little more. I also did not get to listen to Mozzie's new album. But it's on my phone. It's on my phone. I know what Mozzie does. I already know what Mozzie does. So I already know I'm going to like it. But um, did you give it a listen? Of course I gave it a listen. It's fire, right, Bradley? Bro, it's Mozzie. And now he's on CMG, CMG, so you know he's getting that he's getting that actual professional like the production's probably it, crazy. The pr- production's way fire, bro. Okay, real fire. So you should definitely go fu- tap into it. Nah, Mozzie for- hasn't missed in a while for me, so I already know I'm gonna like that. Um, I, I'll say, I mean, what I like make the news with Yo Gotti on there. If you love me is another good one. Um, what's it called? Murder on my mind. That's another good one, bro. This. The entire album's good, bro. I wouldn't say it's like his best. It's his best shit, but it's for this being his first project on CMG. It's a solid first project. Honestly, I didn't know how Mozzie was gonna fit under the CMG sound, but when I'm I heard him, what I'm hearing so far, when I heard him on the CMG tape itself, I was like, all right, I, I can see where his, his lane where he's gonna fit in here. Yeah, it, it, it flowed very well. So I'm just I, used yeah. to hearing him on that West Coast shit. That's the thing. Like this man went from West Coast Oakland. To being over in Memphis. Memphis. (laughs) Like, that's a real big cultural change. And I love his voice and flow over this type of production. But I'm like, damn, am I not not getting West Coast Mozzie anymore, bro? (laughs) Facts. I I feel like Mozzie is one of those dudes that probably could have stayed independent. But that's just me saying that because I know who he is. I say, hey, get your money up Mm -hmm. and then then go back. Go back to being independent if you want. Do get all the notoriety from the mainstream and then... Once you get all that game and connections, yeah, go independent again. I think Mozzie definitely got the uh, talent to do that. All right, DJ Khaled. So catchy. Dropped the first single to his new album coming out. It's called Stayin' Alive, and it got Drake and Baby on it. That shit was catchy as fuck. (laughs) Can't lie. I like the song as well. It was catchy as fuck. I can't lie. (laughs) It's so... Why did I have it memorized after only two listens? Uh, 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 stay alive. Stay alive. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's kind of funny, bro. <laughs> Yo, I'll be honest, dog. I was a little nervous. I was a little nervous because DJ Khaled, you never know what he's going to give you, but he always keeps some shit in the tuck. And Drake and Baby, I think this is now four for four or five. They'll never miss on a song together. They're just I, I think too they're big. five for five now. They'll never miss. <laughs> Wants and needs? Bruh. Bro, when I was at Rolling Loud, Baby came out to Wants and Needs, and he just went, like... he Did he do the whole thing? The whole... Without taking a breath? The whole thing, bro. He on his cold. And, like, when he when he, when he it got to the part where, like, the beat was about to draw, like, I let her go harder. Like, Yo, he just started going crazy. And I'm like, dog, Baby and Drake really... <laughs> do this. Do this. They got Yes Indeed, which I still, th- I still think that goes crazy Slept to this on. day. I play that shit. Yes Indeed goes crazy. Never Recover was I. The, that whole Drip Harder album, I may have to revisit it. I didn't really like it at the time of its release, but with some time and Baby and Gunna now being who they are, maybe that tape was better than I, I thought. But there was Never Recover. Uh, you have those two. And I think from there, it goes to Wants and Needs and then Girls Want Girls and then, and this, then one. this one, Staying Alive. Um, yeah. Baby's Verse... It's, it's all right to me. Like, I, I don't think there's anything crazy about his verse to me. Uh, was, I don't think there's anything crazy like about this song at all. I, I just think it's just really fucking catchy. Catchy. But like, this is going to be on the radio this week. It's probably already on there. You know what I'm saying? Like, this, this, this is just a bop. Yeah. This is definitely a bop. I'm definitely going to be singing this shit. I already like replayed it mad times. Like, yeah. I remember I went to a, a cookout on Saturday. And niggas were singing this. I was like, this shit dropped yesterday. <laughs> it's Drake. What you mean? This shit dropped yesterday. <laughs> this is what niggas wanted instead of the fucking honestly never mind. So they were like, oh, bet he's back. <laughs> I wouldn't say he's back. I was just like, all right. Drake can still do this. Yeah, of He'll course. He'll still make that, that catchy shit. Of course. Uh, and then after that, we got some local singles. Um, so Key... Shout out to Key. We've had her on the show last season. She dropped um, a three-pack since then and 
over the weekend she dropped uh, this new single that she got with this um, artist who goes by, produced by Tomo. Do I fuck with that track. Honestly, it took me a couple listens. I didn't like it, like, first play. But when I played it in the car, yeah, it passes the car test. Facts. I got to do that. That shit I gotta play it the in the car because it, it it probably I fuck with it I fuck with keys but for me keys verse is what makes this makes this song mm-hmm. but I didn't listen to it in the car and I guarantee you with the bass and the way the, listening to that yeah I gotta do that because I, I guarantee it's gonna sound way better in yeah and because I, I think Tomo did his thing on it well like I know you're saying key is the highlight of that song but nah Tomo did his thing on the song as well you probably did, just didn't hear it. Cause the, the car, yeah, mm-hmm. play that shit nah, in the car. Nah, nah. You feel some, me? Some, nah, I definitely know Listen, what you mean. Mama go say, go get those bands. <laughs> like I feel you, dog. I feel you. Shout out to Key and them doing that. Um, and I think that's all I got for new music. I got the new um, Fireboy. Wow, Fireboy DML album on my phone, but I haven't played it yet. Dude, been going crazy ever since um, Peru dropped. So Wiz dropped I'm an album to that. that we never talked about. Did you end up listening to that? I don't really listen to Wiz. I'll be honest with you. Like, I don't I, listen to it either. I just wanted to see. Yeah, it. I don't really listen to Wiz like that. Um, and I think Young Nudie dropped something too. Oh, really? But I also didn't get to listen I, to I like, that. I like Nudie. He's hit or miss. EA will forever be my shit. Yeah, bro. It's the song. It's called EA Monster. Yeah. Because after that, after EA, bro, there's nothing else for me. Every uh, time I'm, I see him go, live, yeah. I'm like, I'm from the five. I'm from the five. Nah, Dead nigga zone six. Nah, you gotta go listen to Nudie Land. Nudie Land? Yeah, that's his. Uh, that's that's his original original um shit. What he really got, like what really put him out here. Or got niggas hip to him. That that got some that got some bangers. Yo! Hold on. Yo, Pierre, you Before we go out? to our reality checks. Yeah. I told you niggas gonna have to come see me if they wanna take us down, fam. I'm playing music. When I heard this shit for the first time, bro, I was like, oh, this, this was my introduction to nudie. This was my introduction to nudie, bro. This shit go crazy. Yeah, you know this in the club, beat a nigga ass, take a nigga chain, all that shit. Come on, I'm from the fly, middle fingers on six, dirty land, dirty stick, bad bitches can't hit. Put a nigga on the lid, rob a nigga for a brick. 21 stabbed on this record, bro. 21 went crazy on this record. Cool, holler, rob his ass quick, never falling off, do a nigga bad, rob a for a stash. Do that. Nigga talking like he real gangster, put a stick on his ass. Yeah, shoot that. Gotta keep this shit 100, which you never switch on your mask. Yeah. I'm just gonna play the first couple of bars of this shit, cause I'm the type of motherfucker, nigga, never have my hand up. Never, nigga. Stupid motherfucker in my pocket, nigga, know I got my cash hanging out. Hey, bitch, that on that motherfucker long way, know that bitch hanging out. Hey, bad bitch, late night hold with on, the slime, but I know she like to hang out. Woo. Middle finger with the fives, I'm six. This shit go too crazy. <laughs> 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 Nigga, bro. <laughs> I be listening to this shit with a blunt in hand, like I'm that nigga. Facts, and then 21 come up, middle finger <laughs> with the five. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, that shit, shit goes be crazy. Oh, that should be fire. Uh, I'm about to play that shit on my way yeah, back home. Facts. All right, let's go ahead and move on to our reality checks, and we can get up out of here. Rich, please shit. go ahead and start off. All right, all right. You probably heard this this saying before. You can't water. Yeah, you can't water from an empty glass. The reason why I say that is because I feel like me personally, I've been getting pulled in all these different directions by people I love and I want to be able to help. But I can't truly help these people until I get myself in a position to the point where I'm good enough and secure enough in order to give out resources and give out things that I want to be able to give out. If I'm giving out things that I can't afford to do right now, or just don't have the time to do right now, then I'm going to end up hurting myself in the long run. Mm-hmm. And in turn, hurting those that I want to take care of. Yes. So I'm just learning. I'm learning this thing right now. You got to learn through trial and error that you really can't just water from a... You, got, you can't water from, from an empty cup. You got to learn how to say no. You got to learn how to tell people to manage their expectations of you because you have your own expectations of yourself. Yes, sir. And your timeline is not someone else's timeline 
or some someone else's timeline is not your timeline i should say so that's my reality check you can't water from an empty cup remember who you are remember that your timeline is your timeline and don't be going off of someone else's time because hey you got to get to where you got to go your life is your life word and then for my reality check i will say for my reality check is to remember that um you you got goals you got aspirations but don't forget uh who you're doing it for you feel me um we all need to live for ourselves we all need to do what's best for ourselves but don't don't forget who you're doing it for so you know if you're looking out for people if you're taking care of your family if you got loved ones under your wing let them be a motivation to continue hustling and grinding and securing that bag that is so rightfully yours. Remember that you're doing it for them. And I feel like that they'll, they'll always keep you like centered and grounded. You feel me? Like sometimes I feel like um, when I'm busting my ass and I think, you know, I'm trying to do all this good shit for myself. Sometimes, you know, when you're only doing it for yourself, you may fall back because you're like, ah. It's just not worth it. But then when you remember all the people that are high key depending on you, it kind of gives you an extra battery in your back to keep going. So remember who you're doing it for and it'll keep you going. You feel me? That's my reality check. All right. And that was the end of the episode. Y'all already know what to do, dog. The socials are there. YouTube's there. Everything's there. Make sure you go follow us. You feel me? Rich, you got anything you want to leave the people with? If you ain't tap into that most interview, make sure you go tap into that before this episode or yeah, after this ep- after you watch this episode. But um nah, like I said in the beginning of this podcast, I'm with the smoke. You want to have a conversation, my DMs is open. I ain't running, I ain't hiding. That's a fact. Feel me? Ten and windows when we slide stick Glock out of Draco No I'm round round nigga with the slime Facts Shoot a nigga in his spine Facts Nigga snitch the cut time Yeah We the Fox 5 gang Niggas getting whack Snitching on my Facts Back it up Back it up 223 gon' make a nigga Back it up 21 Tryna strip a nigga Gotta change my outfit Nigga ain't black enough Ha Boulder Crest Road Glenwood Road Name a hood Imagine being in the stew When they win this With Pierre Bourne I would've been going crazy this is not a scare pack, this is a hell cat, and it's something. I think this was as 21 was blowing up, you feel me? What did it come out? Way back then, way back then. But with that being said, you've been listening to the Urban Product. It's been your boy DME. It's been your boy Cozy Rich. And we'll go ahead and catch y'all next week. Love. Rob a nigga for a brick, rob a nigga for his shit.